I had a very strange childhood. Had the worst case any doctor had ever seen. My job is to keep healing. So that is the story. We all have remarkable stories within us. Stories of adversity, challenges, triumphs, and ultimately of healing. This is Your Health, Your Story, the podcast. One of the things I've always felt is a crux for medicine in general is the attitude that many doctors have towards patients, that they don't have the power to heal themselves, and it really relies on the doctor's input for a patient to heal. But as we're going to hear today, that's not exactly true, and there's a, a big push towards this coach-athlete approach, and we've, it's, we've been using it a lot of innovative medicine, where we talk about the patient being an athlete and the doctor being a coach, where you as an athlete have to do the work and the coach can only help as a catalyst, bring you the resources and experience and expertise to get you past the finish line and into Olympic gold. And to help me talk about this as someone with a lot of experience, over 40 years experience, he's seen over 25,000 patients, done over 600,000 adjustments. Dr. Nick Athens, thank you for joining us. Thank you for having me, Catherine. Now, over 600,000 adjustments, you must have learned quite a few things over there. And I want you to talk a little bit about this rabbit hole of consequences you've seen that have led so many people into bad health decisions. Mm -hmm. Is there a pattern that you've seen over those 40 years of why patients are showing up to you? Is it just a lack of health? Is it a lack of knowing? What have you seen? So uh, you mentioned coaching. And so um, if you look at a doctor, people go to the doctor as an authoritative figure to see what options they have. Yeah. And so the doctor's job is to teach them or to kind of give them a, a direction or a path to get out of this uh, unhealthy consequence they're in. So what I see triple E um, is the, you know, people have already been to the doctors first and they try to decide to try a chiropractor. So I had to kind of in essence hunt and fish in the woods. You got to get really good at it, right? You have to learn, you have to, details matter. You have to teach them, you have to find out what their bad habits are. And most people have bad habits and that's what kind of athletic, working with athletes Coaches coach athletes for a reason, to make them better. And the definition of a coach is to get an athlete to a place he can't get to by himself. So that's the definition of a coach. And so my job as a doc, so I see all these last resort people over the 25,000 patients that came in, there were only like 10 to 15 medical referrals. So it's kind of crazy where they found their way through the food chain to me because things aren't working. So what do I get a chance? I get my own research study before my eyes. I get a chance to see what's causing these breakdowns and their bad habits and what's causing them to have this stress and anxiety. But the number one thing, I know one thing, Cass, which is unique, is most people who are in physical pain, they got mental issues too. They have mm -hmm. mental. So but most people coming hurting physically are in a cranky mood. They're in a bad mood. They're short-circuited. They just, they talk a lot. They're just trying to get out. They're trying to find an answer for it. So um, I think what happens is you find the brain's nature is to protect the body. The subconscious brain, you have the sympathetic and parasympathetic system. And the sympathetic system kind of runs people's life in addition to the conscious brain. So you have these thousands of thoughts, I call them bubbles. So you have these bubbles coming off the brain and it's communicating with the other brain, which is the protective mechanism and the calming mechanism. And if we look at that brain, that's out of balance. So most people live the stress and anxiety life. They don't live the calm life. So the calm life is understimulated. So I'll talk about what we can do to stimulate the calm life to bring that into better balance. And what we could do uh, after we do the adjustments, but how we could kind of like, you know, get this 
thoughts and this security system, the sympathetic system, kind of it's always in this tug of war. It's this tug of war of thoughts, and it causes this stress and anxiety life that people are trying to deal with themselves from within. And we know a lot of diseases tap in the stress and anxiety state. I've never had anybody come back from Hawaii after a month saying, Doc, my blood pressure is through the roof. You know, that doesn't happen. They, they stimulate the calm. So one thing I found, I have a little model. I, I, I don't know if you can see it, but if they, we look at the nervous system and when that vertebrae shifts and impinges the nerve, the brain reads that now and the brain's job is to protect you. And I find as a result of the person in pain, the brain kind of shuts down the dopamine, shuts down the serotonin, shuts down endorphins. Why? Because it doesn't want you to hurt yourself even more. So now people are saying, well, I got a cranky mood with physical pain. So I need to eat more sugar. I need to eat more, al drink more alcohol. I need to eat food. I need to kind of wake up my brain. So they think the brain is separate from the body or the physical part. And when I find I reboot the nervous system, when we do adjustments, it opens up the system. And now the brain reads that and says, oh, cool, cool. We could open up the patient. We could give them the dopamine, serotonin. So this brain is this dimmer switch thermostatic mechanism that reads the body and shuts it down to protect it. It doesn't want you to do more to hurt yourself. So it's kind of like an internal situation where um, it, it doesn't want you to do more harm to the body. So people use typically mental drugs for mental issues and physical drugs for physical issues. They don't see that mind-body connection. So the best thing about the, the largest drugless health profession, the chiropractic profession, if it's done properly, you could actually kind of get pressure off the nervous system and the brain's thermostatic mechanism opens up and that's how you can help people with mental illness and mental struggle, people with mental uh, struggling issues. And I, and I put those people on Instagram just to show the people that have come in after seeing all these doctors and, you know, you kind of figure out what they're doing and you get really good at finding what their bad habits are. So what are some of the bad habits? They sleep on their stomach. So uh, that's a bad habit. A lot of people put their hand next to their face. They torque their jaw. A lot of people sleep with their arm over their head. They sleep in a curled position. They have arm and shoulder pain. They slouch in a chair. They sit forward. A lot of forward activities. And our body's like a GPS system, always looking to reroute you if you're doing much one way. It's trying to kind of compensate to open you up another way. It has to kind of figure out this stressful activity you're doing. And over time, it wears down the body. And as a result of time and everything contracting, we become like an LA traffic jam inside of us. We don't recover and repair efficiently. As a result, we kind of go down the rabbit hole of ill health. And the deeper in the rabbit hole, the more health consequences. And uh, we try to look for answers. So that's how people kind of find their way in here. And I kind of give them tools that they could be doing bad habit wise uh, and finding what their bad habits are and uh, teach them. And then they like it. And they said, what else can you help them with doctor? And now you could talk about metabolic flexibility. You could talk about where they went. They need orthotics or you talk about flexibility programs or weight training, uh, high intensity interval training, other things they have. So I kind of look at myself and, and a good doctor should be like a Costco for healthcare. You don't go to Costco for one item, for a bottle of wine. You go into Costco, and by the time you leave, there's a lot of other things you kind of gather in the cart. So doctors need to be better like at a Costco for healthcare to kind of deliver more product and more information to teach people how to be better on the inside. Yeah, and that's the thing, isn't it? Because if you look again, if we're going to go to that coach-athlete status that we know and we've seen and the integrative functional model definitely has seen as well as chiropractic model has seen that's the best way to truly help patients regain their health, not manage their symptoms, not stay diseased, but okay, but actually regain their health. It's like you got to go into that model. You got to start to really coach the patient to regain that health. But 
We have in conventional medicine so many different specialties. As you just mentioned, it isn't a Costco. It's a very niche, small store, and you could only provide so much. And most of that is actually not empowering patients. It's actually telling them, take this pill, we'll see how you feel, and then go on from there. And a lot of that is dysregulating autonomic nervous system, actually. They're doing a disservice to it. Do you think that the only model this could work in is a model such as your own or such as one that's outside of the conventional realm right now? Good question. So I see the business of sickness over here, and they're really good with trauma, infections, broken bones, uh, heart attacks, strokes, the acute care situation. But the business of sickness is also trying to be good at heart disease and and uh, diabetes and obesity and autoimmune disorders and sleep issues and mental illness and and the stats of that are not showing progress. It's just a lot of medications being thrown, nothing being taught. So you're not going to change that system. What I found as a chiropractor, since so the last resort, people need to leave that system and find the healthy options over here and use this system in the acute care situation they need and go to practitioners who are out there who could help them uh, improve their body's performance on the inside so they could better handle stress from the outside. And I tell patients they can't wish for health you should plan for health. Much like a financial plan, you have to have a plan to take care of your body as you continue to age. And if you, what happens is people age, Casper, mentally you actually feel younger, but physically people feel older. So you have this disconnect between the mind and body. And there's ways that what people typically do is they take medication to try to get this connection to happen, to have this youth with experience. Everybody wants youth with experience, but they don't have a plan for it. They wish for it. So there's ways if you kind of take care of your body and flexible and eat right and stay off sugar and gluten and dairy and vegetable, uh, bad vegetable oils, right? The thing is, if you could take care of your body, there could be less of this disconnect so you can actually enjoy your life. And what you're getting is more time. And if you could get more time of being your 70s and 80s and go for hikes, you're living a happier quality of life with less breakdowns because you can't buy back that time. So if you plan for it, you're going to get more time to enjoy your life, less breakdowns, happier, and you're able to do things and fun activities that you love to do. So unfortunately, the system doesn't really teach that. No, I totally agree. And I, I want to go into that a little bit more because you're right. I think as you age, and nowadays, I think people age very young. You, We see 20, 30-year-olds come into our clinic that probably resemble more 50 to 60-year-olds physically. And of course, the, the opposite goes to where you see a lot of people that are in the older age just can't do things and have the wisdom and mindset of a 30-year-old in a sense. But you know, also, I think vitality is a big part of it. And that's why we say, it's, it's not that patients can't be good athletes. It's sometimes they're just not in the position to be an athlete at all where they are physically. And you say you work out five, six days a week. You're in there all the time and you're in your 60s now, right? I'm 63, yeah. Mm -hmm. 63. You know, how do you do it and how are you teaching patients to gain their vitality back? Because the truth of the matter is, if you don't have vitality to be the athlete, you're never going to be the athlete and you're never going to be a good patient then because you won't have the ability to make the changes at home where it really counts. We know we could give you IVs, you know, you could realign people, but if they're not going to do the things outside and those are the things that got them into your office in the first place, the stress, the eating, everything else, uh, not sleeping well, then they're not really going to heal. So what are some of the tip, what are some of the things you're teaching your patient and those fundamentals that can increase that vitality, can match up the mind and body disconnect, as you say? 
So most people live in this stress and anxiety life, right? And they have yep. to cope with that. So they drink alcohol, eat sugar, bad food choices, and they try to kind of like cope with that in that fashion. They're trying to actually shut down the brain. You know, in the stress and anxiety life, we use our five senses. We use our sight, hearing, touch, taste, and smell. And that's kind of like our security system. And so it's always looking for danger, always looking for danger. But those five senses are used to calm us too. So I'll give you an example. Sight is uh, nature, sunsets, um, oceans, uh, deer, animals, trees, mountains. Let's go to hearing music, chimes, waterfalls, brooks, streams, rivers, the smell, the olfactory nerve. So we have uh, um, plant-based oils, lavender, sage, you know, peppermint, things that flowers out in nature and smells, calm us, spa sense, uh, touch. We have, you know, scalp massage, foot massage, body massage, foam rolling, Pilates, yoga, and the troublemaker is taste. Because people eat taste to calm their brains, really when you think about it, right? And they use food for comfort food, right? And taste lasts for seconds, and we know digestion lasts for hours. So they go down this rabbit hole, always looking to try to calm this stress and anxiety life. So if they could be more proactive. So I tell patients to do, first of all, what are five things to do to calm the brain? First of all, the brain doesn't want to stay in the moment. It wants to go in the past, which is stress, and then when it goes to anxiety is the future. So it goes, it's always moving stress and anxiety, it never stays in the moment. So we have to train the brain. It's not going to do it by itself. So I recommend people do present time activity. They could do what number three of the best patients I've seen that came with calls brain, calmest brains were horseback riders, swimmers, and rock climbers. And why is that? Is because you don't want to fall off the horse, you want to fall <laughs> off the rock, and you don't want to drown, you want to take in water. So you really have to focus to do those activities. Now, you don't have to do those activities, but you could do dancing, singing, playing an instrument, golfing, paddleboarding, uh, surfing. You could um, you know, do a crossword puzzle. You could do so many activities that keep your brain in the moment. So if you train your brain to be in the moment with present time activities, it leads to a calmer brain. Another thing is journaling. A lot of people have this scatter brain. They spend half their brains trying to remember stuff. And so take out all the stuff you remember, put it on a piece of paper, write it down. Now organize the thoughts. Don't be a hoarding brain. Organize those thoughts. Put up. Now you have a plan. You're not just throwing all the stuff you're supposed to remember with everything. And when you have these thoughts, put on a piece of paper, get it off your brain so it's a calmer brain. Another thing you could do is... um is accountability partner, have an accountability partner or somebody that kind of keeps you on track because it's, you know, the brain doesn't know the difference between fantasy and reality. And we think we become our own coaches in our head and our fantasy voice always agrees with us. So you've had a dream, you wake up, you think it's a real dream. Well, the brain doesn't know that difference between a fantasy and reality. And we listen to the voice that always agrees with us. No, you need someone when you start going for cookies and sugar and alcohol to say, okay, well, you can drink, but maybe you kind of drink on Wednesday and Saturdays, not four days a week, five days a week. Maybe don't eat your sugar. Save it on a Friday night, right? For your reward for the week. You know, how can you manage yourself to get the reward, but not have it dominate as your coping mechanism? Now we're going into the, uh, uh, a calm. And, and the last thing I would say is the breathing, the vagus nerve gets stimulated through the nose, not through the mouth. A lot of people breathe incorrectly and they don't breathe through their nose to calm themselves. In a stress and anxiety state, you go to a mouth breather. So you, if you see a lion, it's not like <laughs> you go. <laughs> And so now you're not getting efficient airflow, which affects body uh, performance on the inside. And a lot of people become immunocompromised because of the decisions they make out of their life when it comes to health, because no one's teaching them how to have health. 
So therefore, as a result, they just go down the rabbit hole again, bad coping mechanisms, issues, health consequences, and now they're looking for answers. It's harder to climb out the older you get. So they become obese and they don't have someone kind of, no, keeping them, no, here's your water bottle, get rid of the Coke, get rid of the sodas. What are you doing? You need to hydrate your body like a sponge. And uh, if, if you're not drinking enough water, your body doesn't move efficiently. It's stiffer, it's tighter, more susceptible to injury. And you came in with this pain response. My goal is, I tell my patients, Casper, I'm happy you hurt yourself <laughs> because otherwise I would have never met them to teach them how to be better than they were before they hurt themselves. So my goal is to make them better as a coach. I told you a coach, we talked about a coach's job to make an athlete better than he was before he got came in contact with a coach. My job is to make the patients better when they see come in the office than they were before they even hurt themselves get them on a plan and a better road. If, if I if I drive from here to Florida, I just don't go wherever I want. I plan for it. I map it. It's the same sort of thing with your health. And most people now, if you go to a good doc who teaches you how to kind of map it, find what the bad habits are, which is, you know, people slouch in the chair. They're at the computer a lot. They don't stretch enough. They have their heads down. They lose their spinal curves. They're not taught what happens and what's causing the breakdowns in the body. Um, a lot of our activities are forwards. I tell people to open their hip flexors, open up their chest, get their arms back, get their shoulders back, give your body better balance, walk backwards. A lot of people, they're forward activities. So I've told people, hey, I could run backwards at seven and a half miles an hour. I run 12 and a half miles an hour forward. I'm able to weight train, flexibility exercises. So think of your body like a fine-tuned sports car. It's built to work. So if this thing is built to work, what are we doing to mess it up? What are we doing to kind of get in the way of this performance machine? And, and, and people just aren't getting taught. Not to say they wouldn't do it, but if the doctor keeps saying, do the medications, that's all they know. So you have to kind of like, that's what that business does is just to give drug shots and surgery, drug shots and surgery. And you at the integrative medicine uh, clinic and myself, I'm teaching people how to kind of take care of this body, this sports car efficiently, tune it up on a regular basis to get it working the way it's meant to work. And I bet if you want to become a classic sports car, there's a way to get to a classic sports car. It just doesn't happen. You have to kind of work on it, plan for it. And what you're doing again is gaining more time as you age. So I feel like at 63, I feel like I have this 63 year old brain and a 30 year old body. So what does that make me feel like? I feel like I can run. I could go to a track. I could hike. If people, I go golf, I could walk 18. I could do things that most people say, oh, I'm getting old. I'm getting old. Well, if no one teaches you how to not get old, that's the path you kind of go. So my job is to change that narrative and uh, teach people. And that's why I have all this information for 40 years that I want to share, which we talked about uh, the book, which we'll talk about later. But I mean, it's just everything you could have in, in one book from laughter to dark chocolate to nostril breathing to flexibility to high intensity interval training to weight training to sleep posture to uh, cold showers to cold on your face to calm the nervous system. How to deal with ourselves? How do we deal with the thoughts? How do we deal with the tug of war in our brain? And a lot of health is people just don't know how to deal with themselves. No one's teaching them how to deal with themselves. And as a result of that, you know, they just kind of go on a path that they just wander and they try to figure it out and it's not working. And when they start gaining weight and all this and they go to the doctor and the doctor keeps giving med more medications, it's really not kind of fixing it. And the pandemic is teaching people. Uh, I remember my parents' generation, they used to go to the doctor and they would stick with the doctor for a long time. Now I feel people are going to the doctor and if it's not working, I'm going to leave. I'm going to go to the integrative medicine clinic. I'm going to go to the chiropractor, the acupuncturist, the massage. You have boot camps out there. You have training camps. You have uh, you have uh, hot yoga. You have Pilates. You have uh, high intensity interval training classes. You have so many things to make your body well. 
you know, that's, that means less medications. So if you take care of your body, you're going to lead your body into less medication use, better high performance use and happier lifestyle. You know, one of the things you said there that I know patients, uh, at least the ones we see here at the clinic and ones I speak to all the time, is that feeling that there are so many options and that is overwhelm because you're, again, you're not dealing with a well-tuned athlete as a patient here that is used to doing so many different uh, exercises and so many different instructions and taking a well and waking up at 6 a.m. and working out all day. You're dealing with people that have been told, take this medicine, you'll get better. And that's it. And you, that's all you needed to do, the simplicity of that. And at the same time, that it's actually making you worse. So it's simple, but it made you worse. So you're in a downward spiral. You're used to very simple. And here, like you said, there are so many options. And it, bec- it becomes overwhelming, I know, for patients. Do I go to the integrated one? Do I go to the chiropractor? Do I do this? Do I do colonics? How do I eat? I heard ketoterian go. I heard this. And then it becomes too much for the brain. It's actually in a stressful state. It's the paradox of choice. A book I have somewhere right in back of me is the paradox of choice. Too many choices are not a good thing. How do you deal with that in a patient that is coming to you with complex conditions often? As you said, it's not just sometimes an injury. It's psycho-emotional things. It's things that happen in their past. It's, it's all sorts of toxins and nutrition you know, deficiencies. How do you break it down into the simplest terms? I mean, we have our ways. I want to hear how you, do you ease patients in or do you kind of find the mo- the highest priority for something? What is it that you take this complex thing in their mind of, oh my God, this is overwhelming and make it simple for them? That's a good question. So most people that come in the office, they're hurting somewhere. Yeah. Headaches, jaw issues, back, shoulder, I hurt my ankle doc, I hurt my knee, Right. So now you come in and they come in and I teach them what's happening and how they might be pre-stressing their body by sitting incorrectly, sitting with one leg under the other one. Maybe they're, um, they're sleeping on their side stomach. Maybe they have a bad chair. I get a lot of people who, uh, you know, they drive a lot. So the foot just flares to the right and on this accelerator pedal, it tightens up the iliotibial band, the knee and the heel. And I tell them to get a pillow and kind of straighten it out. But they come in discomfort and you help them with that discomfort. Mm. Now their mind kind of opens up to saying, okay, doc, what else can you teach me? So instead of coming in and they're very limited, they come out limitless because now they come out and wondering, okay, geez, oh, wow, I didn't know that. Yeah, I need help with weight loss. Uh, what else can you teach me with my flexibility? What else can you teach me here? And I don't have to dominate everything. I'll tell people, we have a place, I don't know if you have it out there, we have what's called the stretch lab where people can go to a place and they can just get stretched. So I said, hey, you seem really tight. You need some help with the stretching. We have someone here. If it's inconvenient for you, let me send you somewhere where someone can actually get you on a flexibility program because everything is so stiff as you age, you can't move. And that's causing a lot of inflammation, backups, your body can't recover and repair. And there's consequences to that. So uh, I kind of send them to places where wherever they need to go because I know it comes back to me. It's not like I have to control everything. I, I use other people in in my life that help, you know, I, I look at like geese. geese. Geese fly in formation for a reason. There's 40% less energy on their wings. I want a team of people in my life to make my life easier. I want to know about the stress fiber, integrative medicine, or acupuncture. When people ask me these questions, I want to be that hub in the wheel to send them to all the spokes. And if I'm efficient that way, then they trust me to handle them. They send their friends in. And so 
I'm kind of like that place to go to send them to these other spokes so they can find that health picture and it becomes more, has more clarity and more focus. And now they see uh, they're on the outside looking in instead of the inside looking out. So break the pain cycle because remember, they're in a bad mood with physical pain. Help them out of that. They go, oh, well, my knee's better. Okay, doc, what can I do now? Well, let's show you this. These are the exercises you need to do. And we could kind of get them in a better pattern to find out where they need to go. Now they see a, a plan. And as a result of the plan, they see results, they see light at the end of the tunnel, and they stick with it. And so I would argue that doctors aren't good with teaching patients. They're terrible teachers, they're terrible coaches. And as a result of terrible coaches, the way it was before was since they had the degrees and they were doctors, you were supposed to listen to the doctor. Well, now it's like, doctor, if you're not doing the job, sorry, buddy, I'm leaving. This is not working for me. That's happening way quicker now than it did in the older generation, like I mentioned. And so if the doctors don't change that system, they're going to start losing a lot of those patients. And that's when they're going to feel the pain of the system because that's it's kind of weird. In the 80s, I wasn't a real doctor, but now it's kind of like you're going to the top of the food chain. We see like 150 patients a day. So these people are coming in. I still, I'm ready to go every day. I train for my I, I want to be the best I could be. I want to be one of the docs when people come see me, they're getting something out. It's it's worth the service. It's worth paying for. In order to be a five-star service provider, you got to be good at what you do. And you have to know a lot of, have a lot of knowledge to share with people. So if you could offer that, then people are saying, wow, this is great. Go here. This is the place. I finally found a place. And that's how you build that referral system. And, you know, like I said, you just learn what works for people. And, you know, I think the system is so used to having fish jump in the boat, they're calling themselves fishermen. I'm used to hunting and fishing <laughs> in the woods and getting really good at the woods and finding out, you know, what the nature is like out there. And you get really good at it because your body adapts. I call the body an adaptative waste management treatment plan. It adapts to stresses. It takes in nutrients and eliminates toxins. So it's built to adapt. It's built to make calluses. It's built to send bone where there's stresses. If you lose a kidney, the other kidney gets bigger. You lose your eyesight, the other senses are more acute. You pump iron, your muscles get bigger. You stress the heart, it gets stronger. So your body is built to adapt. Imagine if you took care of the body and made it better at adapting, you would just have a healthier inside. You have a healthier inside, you could better handle stresses from the outside. Yeah. And and it brings me back to that whole idea of a doctor needs to be a great head coach. And it doesn't mean you don't have a defensive coordinator, assistant coach that you can lean on, that you could send those people to, as long as it's the understanding that it's in the same realm and you're not doing anything to interfere with what the head coach says. But most of the time it shouldn't, if it's in your best interest and if you're working together, which is normally what happens in the integrative field and alternative medicine, Unfortunately, in conventional medicine, everyone's working so separate. So you could go to a GI specialist and then the next person that you get sent to the specialty in neurology could actually do something to disrupt the GI system and they're not talking at all. And you're just somebody that's being passed around from coach to coach in a sense, but limited coach that isn't at all seeing you as a whole. Now, we only have a couple minutes left, so I want you to talk about the book that's coming out later this year to health with you. Tell me about yep. that. So I wanted to have a package, a health book, Casper, where it was just wasn't um, just a book where you got something about diet or flexibility or you know um, high intensity interval training or weight training. I wanted it to be kind of like you know all the patients you see over all the years. What 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 can they pull out of it to make themselves healthier? You know. So I kind of just break down, you know, what meditative, what meditation is done for the body, laughter, dark chocolate, you know, uh, nostril breathing, uh, high intensity interval training. I talked about some of these things, uh, and I get into 
things like accountability and, and build a team around you and what you could do to stay healthy. You can't just do it on your, your own. And if you look at nature, animals are there for, you know, they, they, they depend on each other for success. And so you can't do stuff by yourself. So you need to find those people, find the team that keeps you going in the right direction. And that's all part of it, you know, and if you kind of hydrate, don't use, a lot of people use coffee and alcohol and, and tea and they use that for hydration instead of, you know, uh, drinking filtered uh, water in a way where they can get a proper hydration, which you talked about with some sea salt. And it's a great to way to hydrate your body and to kind of keep it functioning in a high level. So I guess I'm doing everything, I, everything I've done at my age, 63, to show patients what they can do as they age where you could have... I'm having fun in life. I'm not burnout. After 40 years, most doctors are burnout. I feel like I'm ready to go every morning. I start at 6.20 in the morning. I start sometimes on the days I'm not here, I'm working at 5.30 in the morning. So I get stuff early in the morning and I, you don't have to do that. It's just that I do it because I had two sets of twins. So I was looking for a way to get out of the house. So I had two sets of boy-girl twins. So they're 29 and 23. So now I'm get I'm, I'm just used to kind of training. And a lot of people have, you know, they have schedules, they have kids, they have a lot of issues they're dealing with and the stresses and the anxieties. And I'm trying to help those people how to see kind of like the, the uh, past the forest, you know, and, and, and to have some light at the end of the tunnel. And so I kind of found a way where I could teach them things in the book on ways that they could get out of the stress and anxiety life, stimulate the calm, get into a present time consciousness, much like I tell patients like Tom Brady in the pocket. You have all this chaos going on around you, but he's looking up the field and throwing darts to receivers. So that's all part of life, the chaos of him playing quarterback. Everyone's coming after him. So if you can just kind of realize this is all here and don't let it be so big that if you could manage things and you're kind of like instead of things being way out here, it kind of gets into here. You could manage your life better and kind of start creating better habits to go down where you start climbing out of the rabbit hole and you could kind of have better health consequences as you continue to age. And one more thing you said about the doctors, I have found a lot of people who got well and they went back to the doctors. It wasn't like the doctor said, this is amazing. I'm going to start sending some of my patients for surgery. It's kind of like they, I could send a hundred people back and it's like, they don't change their ways. So you kind of like over here, you just learn that, okay, if they're not going to change, I just got to keep doing over here and helping the patient. And so that's the mindset I've always had, not to say I'm not against working with doctors, but since they haven't been wanting to work with the alternative side, then obviously, you know, you can't try to win that over. So I just kind of just be really good at what I do. And, and the pandemic is exposing that. And now as a result, people are looking for other options. And so my goal in the book is teach people other options, take care of themselves and what the options are that are out there for them. Well, listen, whether it's you or Tom Brady, it goes to show if you're an outlier, if you love what you do, and if you place health first, you could have a very long and happy career, right? You've been yep, doing this yep. 40 years. Tom Brady's you know, coming back again after a fake out retirement. But look at him. He plays his health at first. He loves what he does, apparently, right? And that that's part of the key to life. And that's part of the key to health. And it's something medicine needs to embrace. So thank you for doing that as well. Where yeah, can people are. learn more about you, the practice, everything? You know, go to Instagram called Better From Within. I kind of have patient testimonials, uh, show people, you know, with TMJ, and I, I show all the bad habits people have, and, and I show them stretches and workout routines, and they're simple within three-minute videos. 
and just to show them what they can do to change that bad habit that leads to consequences. I, I tell patients like, hey, the right hip is the same as the age as the left hip, so the right hip has arthritis and worn out. Uh, obviously, you didn't take care of it right or nobody taught you to. So uh, I tell patients what they can do to, in essence, avoid and prevent a lot of things so as they continue to age. The best thing about the profession is all the things you can prevent that doesn't happen to them as they age. And that's the thing that uh, you realize if people are proactive, the normal happy life is normal. So more people need to kind of realize that they don't have to be struggling in life and, and going down that rabbit hole. And, and there's ways to get out of it to live a happier life and have a more productive life and have a better quality of life. So if they do that, you just find that, you know, there's more love, there's more peace, there's more calm, people are in better moods. Um, and, you know, that's my goal is to make people have a calmer life and, and to live a better quality of life and learn how to take care of their bodies more efficiently, to have more time as they age. Yeah, it's a great account. And I know you you work with athletes, actual athletes, not just patients, as we call them athletes. So, you know, you know that they often are some of the best patients and approaching it in that way is a good way to approach it. So if anyone's listening, if you're looking for a good doctor, of course, look out for Dr. Nick there, reach out to I him. I refer you to somewhere if you're looking for someone. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and, and, you know, think of yourself as an athlete. That's it. Think of yourself as an athlete. You're going to have to put in some time and work to get yourself into that Olympic state, that athletic yep. readiness, but it's mm -hmm. well worth it for, for long-term health and truly for happiness. And, you know, be on the lookout for To Health With You coming out later this year, right? Yep. Rules May, June. So uh, have it on Amazon, self-published and uh, go nice. for it. Yeah. Well, I look so, forward to that. Everything in one book. So, Dr. Athens, thank you so much for coming on. We'll look out for your book later and hopefully we can have you back on the show sometime sooner, right? That'd be awesome. I appreciate it, Casper. Thanks a lot.